Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. It is time for our World Cup 2022 Group F preview and if you've not been following along on the group previews the whole goal here is to make a preview that maybe you're someone who doesn't watch world soccer all the time maybe you're just excited about the world cup but you want to get into a little bit more you want to learn a little bit more about these teams we're going to give you that in about 20 minutes if uh, you want like a tactical breakdown of every single team every single team if you want deep dives into who should have been on the squad who shouldn't have been on the squad. can't do it not what we're doing here it's just very simple introductions to some teams to keep an eye on some games to check out and uh, give you a little preview of each group so you can be a little more knowledgeable as these games start to roll in so let's talk group f uh the four teams involved beamer are belgium canada croatia and morocco We'll break down some of those teams, some of their history, and then we'll get into the schedule and who we think makes it out. All right, so first team in this group, the third-place finishers in the last World Cup. That would be Belgium. They clock in at number two, FIFA World Rankings. Put as much salt or as little salt as you want in FIFA World Rankings. I'm not here to argue about the validity of those, but I'll just give you them while we can. Number two, they clock in in the world. Pretty good, right? Number two. That's pretty decent. That's pretty damn high. Number one spot higher than you'd be the best team in the world, according to FIFA. Their nickname, the Red Devils, of course, of Belgium. Odds to win the World Cup. Odds to hoist the cup at the end or the middle of December, I guess, which is still, for me, hard to process even saying that. Whatever. Odds coming into this World Cup for Belgium. Decently low odds for Belgium at 17 to 1. Now, not the best odds you're going to find in the world, but if you're looking for a pick of a dynamite team uh, with an ability to make a deep cup run, a la what they did four years ago, then this might be your squad. Last World Cup. They are 14 time World Cup participants. Last World Cup was their best World Cup. Third place in 2018. It was a fantastic performance in this group, or excuse me, in the last World Cup for Belgium and everything that they did. They're currently in towards the tail end of their golden generation, right? Like their Mm -hmm. peak performance that, that we've ever seen out of Belgium as a soccer nation. Their qualifying came out of UEFA in group E eight matches played 20 points. So not the most points you're ever going to see in that their form coming into this just lost to the Netherlands back in September, 1-0 in a Nations League game, beat Wales back in September as well, 2-1, to and then took down Portugal 1-0 all the way back in the Nations League in June. Team that you're very familiar with here, pretty surprising qualifying run. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the fact that they didn't make the World Cup, but the fact of where they finished in their group. That would be Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, what boy. can they provide? My guys, right? Love the Canadians. Big, you got to go there to get milk in a bag. That's what they say. Big Vancouver Whitecaps guy. Huge <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps fan. I know you, you love him so much. Absolutely. So they clock into the world. FIFA World Rankings, 41st. By the way, just we were just kind of laughing at Canada a little bit. No joke, though. Um, if we ever wanted to travel for the podcast, I would definitely go to Vancouver just to I'd go to Vancouver, just to go to Vancouver, and then we could like show up the Whitecaps game for five minutes yeah. and then head back out to all the fun I'm stuff. Staying. I'm staying. Vancouver, Vancouver looks awesome, by the way. No shade on Vancouver. And really, lots of Canada, you're beautiful. I want to go to Banff. 
want to go to oh, Banff, Banff National Park. Great. Let's go. They All have right. a great golf course there, so you can enjoy your nature. I can enjoy my golf. We Look can both, both enjoy a beautiful hotel stay. That'll be great. All right. The... I think we need to go there to do more research on Canadian soccer. I agree. thousand yeah. percent. We'll run that up the flagpole. Sounds so they good. come in 41st in the world. Nicknames uh, for Canada, that would be the Maple Leafs, the Canucks, or if you're a French Canadian, a Quebecois, if you will, that would be Les Rouges, which I'm pretty sure means the Reds. I've, yeah, the Reds. I'm not brushed to, up on my French. Your, good to name yourself after a baseball team that always sucks. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That's how you want to do that. And a club team in mm-hmm. England that always. Well, sucks hey, as well. let's not let's not let's not divert into the what divert. What yep. am I trying to say? Divert. Divert into that. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what the word was. Sorry. Their odds to win the World Cup, the Canadians coming in at 250 to 1, so some long odds for them. This is only their second uh, World Cup that Canada has ever participated in. 1986 was their only World Cup, and they failed to get out of the group stage. Now, if you're asking yourself where did they qualify from, that would be CONCACAF. I think it was pretty surprising to everybody that Mexico or the U.S. did not finish in the hex number one overall. Canada were fantastic. 14 matches played, 28 points for them. They tied Mexico on points, but it didn't matter. Their goal differential was unreachable at the end. U.S., of course, qualifying third in that, avoiding the playoff. Their form that they've been in is interesting for Canada. Took on Uruguay, who is a fantastic team and I think had the ability to do some damage in this World Cup. Uh, They beat them 2-0 back in September. They took on Qatar, who, of course, is the host nation. They beat them back in September 2-0 as well. And then they lost to Honduras in the Nations League in CONCACAF 2-1 all the way back in June. Other team out of this group, Morocco, 22, coming in uh, in the world. The Atlas Lions are their name for Morocco. Odds to win the World Cup slightly, actually, ahead of Canada. That would be 210-1 to out of Morocco. They have got to the World Cup six times. Last time out for them, 2018, failed to make it out of the group stage. Their best World Cup came all the way back in 1986 where they made it to the round of 16. For them, qualifying position for Morocco. Six matches played for the Atlas Lions, and they had 18 points. If you're keeping track at home, that is a perfect record for them in qualifying, so that was a fantastic job that they did. Their form running into this World Cup back in September drew Paraguay to a nil-nil draw. They've actually had a lot of matches canceled as well. Have Morocco in a nation, an AFCON like Nations League game. They had a back and forth between Zimbabwe that was canceled, and they beat Chile 2-0 back in September as well. Now, if I know anything about you, T-Bone, mm-hmm. you are a diehard Croatia fan. I Well, I have a guy that I love who plays on Croatia. He is my I, I one of the biggest, I don't know, loves of a sportsman I've ever had in yep. my life, and that is Luka Modric. So he is amazing, incredible. You love him. Croatia clocks in at number 12 in the world. Their nickname, by the way, is in the running for best nicknames of the entire tournament, and their nickname is Kakasti, which translates to English as the checkered ones, which mm-hmm. I think is a world-class nickname because if you look at them in their uniforms, they are so identifiable by what they wear in those beautiful white and red checkers that they wear. Odds for Croatia to win the World Cup, 49-1, to 1, all right? So that's a decent odds for the World Cup uh, if you're looking at Croatia right there. Their last World Cup, they have made six of them prior in their history. They were runner-up in 2018. I was going to say, how was that last World Cup for them? Pretty good. Pretty good. They were on the brink. They were on the doorstep of breaking through. Their best World Cup also happens to be the 2018 World Cup in which they finished runner-up. Their qualifying position coming out of UEFA, 10 matches played, 23 points for the Croatians. Their form coming into the World Cup just took down Austria 
in Nations League in UEFA 3-1 to in September. They took down Denmark as well, who is a dark horse favorite for this World Cup. They took them down 2-1 to in September as well. And then how about this? A little Croatian revenge in the summertime. Croatia won France nil in the Nations League. I yeah. bet they wish they could have conjured that up four years ago. They would have loved that. Uh, Croatia would have absolutely right. Yeah, that was, but at least probably they felt some semblance of uh, of good vibes coming off of that one. No doubt about it. Absolutely did. Uh, if you are wondering, their odds to escape from the group. So here's your odds. Belgium coming to this as heavy favorites, all right? They're the number two team in the world, for God's sake. They have Kevin De Bruyne on their team. Anytime that that man plays in a match, you're going to want to stop what you're doing and watch that guy. Minus 150 is their odds to escape out of the group, or excuse me, to win the group. Uh, group F, that is Croatia coming as second favorites to win at plus 230. Morocco at plus 850. And then Canada coming in as your long shots at 11 to 1. Just to qualify from the group. Belgium at minus 700, which is pretty strong favorites to get out of the group. Mm-hmm. And here's kind of a head scratcher. I don't know. Maybe people in Vegas know something that I don't. I'm not sure. Croatia at minus 220, which means if you put $220 them to get out of their group, you get $100 back. Morocco at 2-1 to one odds to get out of the group. And then Canada at plus 270. That is fairly tight when we're talking about escape hatches and getting through to the knockout rounds. Yeah. It is, and I'm a little surprised by that, too. Um, we will get to a little bit more of what we think of each of these teams in a moment. Just to give you the the group schedule here, all the times, of course, are Eastern for this. Uh, this is Wednesday, November 23rd. Reminder, all the games are 5 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m. Yeah. That's you have four games a day for the group for the first few weeks of this tournament. Uh, so 5 a.m., you have Morocco, Croatia, Oof. which right off the bat, mm-hmm. if you're saying Morocco and Croatia have even bit of odds, that's a great game to get up early for. I will be up for that. I'll <laughs> buy it stadium. You will be because <laughs> of your. Yeah, you got to show at six. So you got to be up at five, but you can get in here and get get an early start. Oh, uh, I'm going to have a great time during yeah, the World this Cup because I'm be already awesome. I, I, it takes no force for me to get up. I will just be up and have these games. on. There you go. I will not be able to do my radio show. Yeah, that's I that I understand and also will struggle with as well, buddy. Um, Alcor is the uh, city where this will be 5 a.m. Like I said, November 23rd, Wednesday is also Belgium, Canada, Ahmad bin Ali Stadium in Al Rayyan. That is 2 p.m. Because, again, there are the group E games in between those two. But yeah. Four games a day. That's how it works. Next one up, November 27th. I think we said that's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Belgium, Morocco, Althumama Stadium in Doha. 8 a.m. start there. And the same thing on that Sunday. Croatia versus Canada. Khalifa International Stadium, Al Rayyan, 11 a.m. So then that sets up a really good December 1st matchup. All these games at 10 a.m., both these games at 10 a.m. Croatia, Belgium, that one is in Al Rayyan. And Canada, Morocco, that one is in Doha. So Croatia, Belgium, possibly could settle the group, could be the number one who comes out of that group first, theoretically, because Croatia, I think, has some of that talent. Belgium is more talented. Um, And what's funny is, as we're getting into kind of the preview of these teams, what I was about to say about Belgium is, now they're the second-ranked team in the world. They've got all this talent. They've been so close to winning the World Cup. Both those teams, both these teams. Croatia and Belgium both have, right. The argument, though, against... Belgium like hey maybe they're ranked a little too high Kevin De Bruyne 31 Romelu Lukaku 29 Thibaut Courtois 30 Eden Hazard 31 like the guys who you kind of know from this Belgium team the guys that have been all over you know 
Champions League rosters yeah. and dominating teams in Premier League and other leagues. These guys are getting up there. And now prepare yourselves. I tell you that Croatia could win because Luka Modric is involved in the, and he's a wizard and he's involved in the squad. Now, I don't know to what level. I, I, I don't think he is completely out of the mix there, but he he was named the squad at 37 years old. <laughs> I want to let you know. And Luka Modric, before we sell him short, guy won the golden ball in the last World Cup, best player of the tournament. He won that at the age of 33. Yeah. So certainly capable of doing some magic, but it's it's really not just him. This team has some good talent all throughout it. Um, but I want to just highlight for Luka Modric, his first World Cup, 2006. Mm. My God, man. And so this is going to be, oddly, this is going to be his fourth World Cup because Croatia did not make the World Cup in 2010. They couldn't qualify. Yeah. But he was on that squad too. So he this could have been his fifth World Cup if they had been able to qualify. Like, it's not like he was bad enough to be left off the team. The team just didn't get there. So he does have four, but that in and of itself, four World Cups is impressive. It's more like five because he went eight years yeah. between World Cups and then another World Cup happened that he won the golden ball in. And then now we're here. So ageless wonder, Luka Modric is just, I tune in and watch him because you're not going to see, he's not going to do this again. There's so, no more World Cups for him. This is it. You said that Belgium and Croatia play on their last match day in yes. December, correct? Yes. Um, yes. I think that's going to, listen, I, I don't think we, as far as Canada goes, it's all, if they want any chance to escape out of the group, it's all going to, to depend on the health and the fitness of Alfonso Davies, who on his day is perhaps the best left back or perhaps the best defender in the world, at yeah. least from an attacking point. He is a wonderful player to watch. He is so creative in what he did. Jonathan David's going to be a big deal for them as well. Both the Jonathans, Jonathan David and Jonathan Osorio. Guys named Jonathan are dangerous. Exactly. You got to watch out Canada. for those guys named John. If they're from America, probably not as dangerous. <laughs> probably from not. Canada, super dangerous. All right. So that's a that's a big thing for them. Uh, it's going to come down. Can Croatia get started on the right foot? If they beat Morocco in that first game, I don't think they're going to have any problem handling their business against Canada. Then it's all going to come down to the last match day against Belgium. As far as Belgium goes, you're right about this. Guys who are aging, and they literally called this the golden generation. This was on Belgium's like maps since these guys, since Kevin De Bruyne, since Aiden Hazard, since Romelu Lukaku were like 14, 15 years old. They were pushing their nation to be great during now. So yep. if you're Belgium, yep. you came so close last time and you unfortunately fell short. Now, we are going to get the best midfield matchup that you will see possibly in the World Cup. When you have Kevin De Bruyne on one side and Luka Modric on the other, like just pour yourself whatever you want and just enjoy the hell out of that game. Yeah. Because you're right. that is that is two of the best midfielders you will ever see dribble a ball, pass a ball, control the ball, score the ball, whatever, playing in a high stakes World Cup game. Like that's one of the best matchups of the group stage simply because of those two guys. It very much is. And I want to just throw this out there. I, I'm not trying to oversell all of these groups. And I know everyone wants to say like, well, there's, there's like six groups of death. Cause they're all tough. And it's like, yeah, it's a world cup. They're all tough. They're all good. By the way, every team in this group won their qualifying yep. round yep. or qualified. They all qualified first place from where they were coming from. So, but like, for example, with Morocco, are they the easiest team you know, to break down? No. Do they have the talent that can compete in this one? Absolutely. Yes. They, I feel like 
there are, I mean, you've got guys on that team who played for PSG. You've got guys who play in for Sevilla. Like you've, you've got a lot of talent on Morocco. Like do not sleep on them at all. And then, like you said, with Canada, they're ranked in, in the FIFA world rankings for whatever it's worth. Morocco's 22nd. Maybe that's accurate. Maybe they're a little low, but they're, I would say a top 20 FIFA team, basically Canada. They're ranked 41. I say under ranked yeah. like they're, that's because of the fact Canada has not been this good. Canada has not done anything. They've, they've, they've had two World Cup appearances. Right, in their history. In their history. Yeah. This is shocking for them. Might be a little too much too soon, right? Like where Canada can just, wow, you won CONCACAF. You're just going to go to the World Cup now and advance to the group stage? I'm not saying that. But could they, like, give Belgium a tough time where suddenly they draw Belgium out of nowhere? Yes. Gave the U.S. and Mexico a tough, damn Absolutely. tough time. That's, and th- I'm saying Belgium is a, is a far better team yeah. than that. But, like, you could see that Belgium-Croatia game come down to if if Canada or Morocco does something shocking in either of their games with Belgium and Croatia, then that game has even more juice. It might be Belgium and Croatia smoke those two teams. Right. And then it's just who wins the group, right? But either way, I don't think there's a chance that that final game in this group with Belgium and Croatia ends up having no steam on it, no juice, and everybody's just kind of kicking the ball around. No. I think you're right. That is one of the best games you could be watching in this World Cup. So for me, I'm going to stick with the chalk on this. You coward. Belgium, Croatia seems like the way to go here. I'll pick those two to make it out. What say you? I'm going to go and shock the world. Morocco and Canada both get out of this group. (laughs) Stop it. I'm going Belgium and Croatia. I just have right. a hard time I'm, envisioning teams led by Luka freaking Modric and Kevin De Bruyne. I know. That even if something goes wrong, that they won't just put a spell on somebody and will their teams to I victory. Know, I know. But it still feels like at some point, like Zinedine Zidane had to like stop playing. Like you couldn't put him out there now. now well, he, he also headbutted somebody. Well, okay. But. <laughs> Yes, that was in a final, by the way. I just want to point out, like, even when he in was old, Zinedine Zidane. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, France, Italy. What a, what a, what a, Damn what a you, World Cup David Trezeguet. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> the point being that, like, at some point, the best players in the world do have to stop playing. Maybe that's Luka Modric's time after this World Cup. It may not be for all those guys we mentioned with Belgium. They probably have another World Cup cycle mm-hmm. in them. But, yeah, this is, this is a group to kind of almost see some of the Ferraris and Lamborghinis of the last 10 years of world cup, like watch them at least one more time, get out there and Before really turn we go it on. into our long hibernation. That's exactly right. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this preview. It would uh, be, I would be remiss if I did not tell you to now stop what we just talked about, forget everything you just heard us say and remind you Zaftig Italian village. We go there to watch soccer games. Mm-hmm. You can go there to watch soccer games. If there are soccer games on anytime in the near future, I don't know if there are. They will probably have them on. But Zaftig Italian Village, they love soccer. They love beer. They love you. And they also love this show. They made a beer with our faces on it called USA IPA, has the Bone and Beam United logo, and has our colors, which just so happen to be red, white, and blue. And because they love us, they also put soccer balls on there because they know we love soccer. So we're in the USA. It's USA IPA, totally related to nothing else that we've just talked about. You can go to Zaftig Italian Village and watch any game you want to there. Now, forget what I just said there. Thank you for listening to our World Cup preview (laughs) of Group F. Catch all the rest of them wherever you found this podcast, and we will see you next time on Bone and Beam United.